You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on the Cooligans, we are talking about the upcoming MLS Cup final. The, the most in-depth recap you will find in sports media. That's a guarantee. And we're also talking about the Americans abroad that are absolutely lighting it up in Europe. That's right. Plus, we talked to Matthew Wolf, a designer extraordinaire. I call him an impresario. I don't even know if that's true. But he's designed everything you absolutely love that's new in soccer. That and more today on the Cool Hi, this is Ashlyn Harris and Allie Krieger, and you are listening to our best friends and favorite comedians, the Cooligans. <laughs> yeah, baby! Yes. Boom. Boom. I'm doing. What? You remember you that? Raven? You know, <laughs> the, no, the, the 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 little girl that's crying while she's dancing to the Mariah Carey yeah, song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. What was the story with that? I, I think no. she's famous now. <laughs> but that's uh, that's not normally how it is. You do something uh, ridiculous on TikTok, and that's it. But you become uh, nobody knows your name, but everybody knows who you are. Yeah. Well, see, I just spent my entire life doing stuff ridiculous in person. You know, I should have done it on the internet. <laughs> exactly. That's where you got it all wrong. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. That's right. I'm Alexis Guerrero. All right. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show that has ever lived. Uh-huh. It also happens to be the gulliest. You already know that. That's if I right. got to keep saying this, I mean, <laughs> I think the problem is on you guys. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think contractually, that why did we put it in there that we have to say that every single time? It's tough. Every time we pick up the phone, hey, what's up? How are you? I'm one half of the gulliest. You already know that. <laughs> Pretty standard stuff. And it's like, yeah, mom, I have to say it even with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, we have uh, an exciting uh, show today because we're going to be joined by Matthew Wolf. Uh, if you do not know who Matthew Wolf is, uh, you definitely know his work. Uh, we're is, wearing all we're of We're wearing work. Matthew Wolf, his skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wolf skin. <laughs> no, he is uh, just literally, in, in, I think in like the last like six, seven years, just one of the most popular uh, soccer badge designers that uh, is- Just designer, uh, soccer designers. Sure. Yeah. He's worked for Nike. He's uh, He does stuff on his own. Uh, he, he's, he's incredible. Uh, and we get to talk to him about the whole, uh, you know, some of the, the process of coming up with a lot of these things. Uh, so make sure you stick around for that. Uh, first, let's start with the MLS Cup final that is happening uh, this weekend, Saturday, 8 p.m. Uh, this is uh, December 12th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Matt Frey Stadium, uh, Columbus against the Seattle Sounders. What what we thinking, Alexis Guerreros? Who's taking this? Who's taking the MLS Cup this time around? I'm willing to go on a limb here and say a soccer team is going to win this match. And okay, that's, you I know mean, what? And this is why you tune in, okay? Call you know? your bookies, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, sometimes the people are like, yo, you know, I watch, uh, you know, all these pardon my take and, and I watch, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, what is it, Sterling, uh, Shannon Sharp. Argue yeah. with an old man. Uh, you they know? ain't got it like we got it, <laughs> no, baby. No, we do it a little bit different out here. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's funny. It's like I don't want to say Seattle just seems unbeatable, but yeah. Columbus is so hard to play against and so hard to beat that I'm really excited for the match. I mean, yeah, people are like, oh, Seattle again. 
It's like, yo, this is Schmetzer country, my G. It's the postseason, <laughs> you know. That's uh, yeah. He's a uh, he's the only one that you know that that got the the the, the map for for, <laughs> for, for for playoff country. Uh, he got the key to the city. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I I I think it is going to be a tough uh, matchup. Uh, you know, I, I, we mentioned Jonathan Mensa uh, the the other day. I, he is going. He is going to be uh, an important piece for Columbus. I, I give Columbus's defense uh, uh, more uh, the advantage here over uh, uh, over Seattle's defense. But I think the the offense for uh, Seattle is just there's just so many options for people to you know uh, of players that can hurt you. Uh, yeah, and- I mean the only thing like if you're if you're Seattle, you look at Columbus and say they needed two defenders to do incredible jobs yeah. or essentially two defenders. Cause one was a defensive midfielder in order to score against new England. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, you, oh, you mean Minnesota? Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm talking about, um, Oh, Columbus. you're talking about Columbus. Okay. Yeah. okay sorry. Columbus yeah. needed two defensive players in order yes, just yes, to yes. score against new England. So if you're Seattle, you're like, I think we can compete against that team. Yeah, I just think look if they pretty much stop uh Giazzi, that is which is not easy to do. I think it's uh, actually Zelarayan cuz who's going to give the ball to Giazzi? Right, that's in that that too. I, I I just I don't see Look, I think Seattle's going to win this. Uh and I think it's going to be another heartbreak at home uh in the, in an MLS Cup final for uh Columbus. You know, I think pe- people are getting exhausted of seeing e- Seattle either in the MLS Cup final or win it. Um, but I don't see, especially after the, the, the momentum after the game they just had a, against Minnesota, I think they're gonna, I think, the, you know, I don't think it's gonna, they're gonna crush them by any means, but I think they, they have too much attacking power that I, I don't think Columbus is going to be able to, just, to stop it. To me, I think of the three, the three biggest players you have to stop on Columbus, Giazzi, Zelarayan, and Nagby. And now I think of the 19 players on Seattle you have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a never-ending, yeah. revolving door of players who could come in and make such a big difference. I don't know what Seattle's done, but they seem like they've broken some rules. Like, they can't all be TAM-level, DP-level players. Yeah, it's like you know they, I mean? they're the new LA Galaxy of, like, the, make it, the Sounders rule. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> Dude, just Rui Diaz, Nico, Jordan Morris. I mean, it's just like those are... Those are, to me, a bit more unstoppable than Columbus. But the difference is Columbus plays like a team more. So, yeah. honestly, it's to me, it's Caleb Porter versus Schmetzer. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. I, Shirtless I boxing match. <laughs> Caleb Porter versus Schmetzer. We've I, all wanted it. <laughs> I, I don't know about the, uh, that statement of like that they, they play more like a team. Uh, I, I think the- their system is built for them. to Each piece has to sort of fit versus Seattle. Can be like, all right, this isn't working. Rui Diaz, let's give him the ball and see what happens. <laughs> okay, that's fair. The um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think of who uh, who really uh, on Columbus has to step up, and I think it is, is Zelarayan. I think uh, uh, Pedro Santos. Like they, they, I just the fact that they they could only score one goal against New England is what concerns me. That's exactly uh, the, what I'm saying. The most. Uh, they they New England is is you know not the the. the Toughest defensive team in the world. They obviously have like Andrew Farrell and a, and a, a couple good uh, and and having Matt Turner helps. Matt Turner a, changes that 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 a, a raises the level well. of your defenders. <laughs> but they they 
they should have scored a couple more if they really like you wanted uh, to to kind of solidify that confidence at least at least from me. But the I think the advantage here, uh, Darlington Abbey has played against Seattle a whole bunch while he was at Portland. Caleb Porter has played against Seattle a whole bunch. Um, the 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 preparation, the game planning, I think uh, with all that experience helps is going to help them a lot uh, in this matchup. But also, Zardes in a big game, right? I mean, do you have a little bit of uh, worry there? Because I do. You always worry about Jazzy Zardes. Yeah, he, <laughs> he literally just he scores every time. Yeah. Massage <laughs> so, his foot. Somebody massage his foot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll see. I, I, I'm excited about the game. Again, the game is uh, uh, on the 12th, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Watch the game. Check it out. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, we'll have a, a really fun recap next week after the game uh, uh, happens. So, uh, you know, MLS Cup final. It's a shame we can't be there. Uh, we've yeah. been there the, every year the last couple of years. Uh, this is the first one we're going to. But we'll watch it. We'll be watching. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, don't forget, uh, right after this, uh, we've got a great interview with Matt Wolf, who has uh, designed all all your favorite designs in, in soccer. <laughs> it's come from this guy. The Pepsi logo. It was this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if your cousin waited in line for a jersey, it was probably because it is dude. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're really excited about that because it took a while to get homie. You know, he was trying to yeah. avoid us. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it doesn't work. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, MLS Cup. Um, you know, incredible stuff happening in MLS. But some of these Americans are having a good time over in Europe. Some of the youth, some of them boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're enjoying themselves. Uh, yeah, we have to uh, give a shout out and make sure we highlight uh, Weston McKenney, Christian Pulisic, and Gio Reyna, who all happened to score goals on the same day, or the same weekend, essentially. Uh, right. Pretty incredible. We're not used to seeing this uh, from uh, you know American uh, just uh, just American soccer, American soccer players to have this level scoring for these huge clubs, uh, and then also scoring like in, in some real style. Uh, Gio Reyna, uh, J- incredible goal, right? Right. Uh, we're, we're a banger, uh, and then Christian Pulisic getting on uh, the end of uh, I, I forgot who crossed it. I think it was Timo Werner. Timo Werner crossed it. Uh, right. Getting on the end of it, and he's just he's a, the fastest man uh, in in London. Uh, but that, that also shows, hey, you know what? There's no creaks in the legs right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. He was running smooth. Hamstring you know I mean? is good. Just take it easy. Right? That's you, all. You hear any uh, rubber band stretching while you were running, <laughs> Christian? You need to you know, relax. I, Speaking of, you know, he he got into, uh, uh, I th- I believe he got into the game because uh, he subbed on for uh, Hakeem uh, Ziyech, who had a hamstring injury. I don't know what's going on with hamstrings in 2020. <laughs> hamstrings ain't safe, okay? Nah, <laughs> yo, it ain't it ain't safe in the on the block, not even for your hamstring. Uh, uh, but no, I want to make sure we talk about Weston McKinney getting his first goal for Juventus, and what uh, a time to do it, huh? Just pull yeah. out an equalizer, homie. That's not what we paid you for, but thank you. <laughs> they, ne- yeah. they needed it. Um, the he got on the end of a cross from uh, El Colombiano Juan Cuadrado, right? Uh, and 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 uh, a header like this. This we've seen Weston McKenney do this. He he did it a lot for for Schalke as well. He is, uh, you know, the has no regard for his body when it comes to a ball that's in the air. He's like, right. I am winning this. Uh, he he don't I'll think about the land. Ending later. Here's, <laughs> let me show you what my takeoff is like. <laughs> and um, he, and he, I got a great goal. I mean, look, first, first goal uh, for Juventus. First goal by an American uh, for Juventus. At Juventus. I, yeah. at Juventus. And first, he's the first American to ever play there. Uh, 
pretty incredible. I, you know, he is on loan uh, at Juve with an option to buy. When, when this move was made, I think all of us were like a little bit skeptical. We're like, what? Is- I was like, homie ain't getting no playing time. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, first game, I'm, he's like, yo, I'm here, right? Yeah. What you I, mean I ain't getting no playing time? Give me, <laughs> give me your playing time and give me your pudding. <laughs> Pirlo's just, like, I'm the coach. He just mush Pirlo. Uh, <laughs> I don't like this team sheet. Fix it. Yeah. He, he tussled his hair. He's like, you gonna do what I say, Pirlo? No, the, the, the fact that he is uh, not only playing and playing so well, and then I think we saw it in, in the the U.S. men's national team matches. It, he he looks he looks in, much improved. From Shocked just that he cup. looks better on a good team than he did in Schalke. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy that it happened like that fast. He was just like, you went for like two months, and he's in the U.S. men's national team. Like, yo, all right, I, I, I let, let me show you the couple tricks that Pirlo taught me. He came back from summer break brolic, and we're like, all right, what you do? <laughs> just push-ups all summer? What, you go through a bad breakup? Okay, Damn, son. <laughs> we wearing oil right now? <laughs> Why are you glistening, my G? <laughs> uh, no, but so congrats to uh, all of them. I mean, it, it, it's great to see, and it, it sends American soccer Twitter in a frenzy uh, when when there's any kind of success uh all right everybody we got more coming up we have matthew wolf uh joining us next so come right back after this Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break up with a word from one of our sponsors, us and you. That's right, Gully Squad. Uh, I mean, Gully Squad, I mean, the last, during quarantine, huh? Gully Squad has not only become a, just a, a dope soccer community, but it's becoming a vital space for my emotional well-being. Okay? <laughs> yes, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have anyone to talk to a lot of the time. And also, I would not know what an apple crisp is. <laughs> okay, yeah, we are, this, there's so much uh, communication and, and sharing of food uh well you know it's it's you know that, that i don't really dwell in that channel too much no you're not allowed to your girl can see it on your face that you're looking at food she goes through my phone not to look for like texts from other girls she's just looking yeah, she's at, like booty pick booty pick booty pick sandwich Sam, what is this how dare you, you betray me like this she's messaging me home record <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, Gully Squad is obviously the, you know, essentially the, the, the Cooligans community uh, of people that are fans of soccer, fans of comedy, fans of food, fans of pizza. Uh, it's an opportunity to help uh, support uh, the, the content that we put out, help us put out more content uh, that we can deliver to the masses and also get some exclusive content uh, for yourself. So there's a, a bunch of really cool things going on in there. We have an amazing uh, uh, Slack channel that may or may not exist. Who knows? Hey. Uh, even though we just talked about it. Exactly, but, you know, it's vague. It's very vague. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you can join at, at, at any level. You can join. Uh, you can give, uh, like, five bucks, ten bucks. You can give more. If you give more, there's more perks involved, like, uh, you know, merch and, and, and a pin and stickers and different things like that. So uh, it's if you're a fan of soccer, uh, if you're a fan of comedy, we highly recommend you joining. Uh, and it, it definitely helps the show grow uh, so we can do a bunch of other fun things, you know, in 2021 when we can find travel we can be be able to go do live shows and do live events and do a lot of other things like that so uh plus you get some really exclusive stuff like when we release the uh the pins you get a pin for joining that's right when we release the pop socket you got a pop socket for joining stuff like that so there's a lot of really good exclusive stuff it's not just being a part of the uh you know slack channel that may or may not exist but trust me that's a dope part of it very much so so uh, go to soccercooligans.com and click on the join gully squad button now 
That's right, baby. We're back on the Cooligans Living Room FC. And Christian, I mean, I say this all the time, but this time I actually mean it. I am excited. Yes, you, <laughs> everybody knows you are just an absolute liar. You've lied yeah. every, every other all episode we have. To- <laughs> I, I mean, why Don't do you believe, people believe me? A word he says, you know. <laughs> but this goes back. This might be like 20... Late 2015, early 2016, I emailed this dude when nobody knew who he was. Okay. And I said, yo, he would have he would be nothing without me. If it wasn't for that email, where would his career be? No, I messaged him and I was like, yo, would love to have you on the show. And he was like, why? He's like, yeah. what am I gonna talk about? Legit was his reaction, was like, what am I yeah. gonna talk about on a podcast? He, he just responded with, My self-esteem is way too low. Why are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah. Please don't bother me. I like the fact that no one knows who I am prior to this email. No, but he had he had started to, I mean, he probably already had a name, but we didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. Uh as 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 a I don't know how do you explain it? like the the U.S. soccer secret weapon all of a sudden. Okay. Just a designer, you know, it's just maybe the 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 simplest form of of the of the career path, but a visionary is what yeah. I think a lot of people would also call them. Right. Most times people look at like some of the early MLS logos and stuff or just American soccer logos. And you're like, yo, why is our stuff got to be so corny? And then this dude threw on a a, a Photoshop cape. OK. <laughs> <laughs> and he came to the rescue you of know, American soccer. That's right. Somebody they they lit the wolf signal and boom, he, he showed <laughs> up. <laughs> it came off of your aunt's shirt. <laughs> and it transformed into this dude. Look, he's your favorite club's favorite soccer badge designer. The one, the only, Matthew Wolf, everybody. Matthew, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Thanks for the intro. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, we have to, you know, we gotta show we gotta show respect where, when it is due. Uh and I it mean, is earned. It yeah, is earned. Very much so. Uh, Matt, I mean, uh the, the look, I don't know how many interviews uh you do. Uh I don't know how much of a front-facing sort uh designer you are or want to be, but you have so many fans people are you you are becoming this cult figure uh when it comes to the in, in the soccer world when it comes to designing badges what does that f- sort of feel like that uh, and was that the plan <laughs> so to answer the first question how many interviews do i do is not very many i think this is <laughs> okay. my second uh i like to keep a low profile uh it's not really about me right the crests and the designs and the yeah. kits it's not about me at all. It's about the clubs and the federations uh, and the communities and the cities that I'm designing for. Um, I got into this business because my two favorite things in life, my two passions are soccer and design. So I figured might as well try to merge those two. And this made the most sense. And like many uh, football crest enthusiasts, I've been drawing them in my school textbooks since I was in elementary school. So um, to be able to do it now for a living is uh, a dream come true. Don't take it for granted. I I know how lucky I am. Um, So I try to make every crest uh, better and more impactful than the last. You honestly think there's a group of people out there drawing their own soccer crests in their (laughs) notebooks? Alexis was drawing penises in his textbook for years. Yeah, but those were my soccer crests. So, (laughs) y'all don't know about Schlong FC, my (laughs) No, I know for a fact that uh, there's, I guess there were a special breed, but um, while they were teaching trigonometry, we were out here drawing, uh, you know, soccer crests in the notebooks. So, um, 
Yeah, when I meet other people like that, I'm like, your your fourth grade textbook look like this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, look at that. What's, um, what's the one that, like, you do you remember earliest where you were like, yo, that's that's amazing right there? That I did or that? No, no, I've that you saw as a child that you were like, yo, like, it stood out. Like, I remember, like, the first song I heard that made me love hip hop. I remember the first sandwich I ate that made me fat. Like, what is the, what is the badge that I you remember saw? remember each calorie <laughs> oh, so vividly. Oh, yeah, very, I have a big spreadsheet for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd probably be the Roma crest, the Lupetto crest, which is like um, a young wolf. It's just the wolf head. Um, it's got no text on it. It's in a circle. Um, and that resonated with me because that's my last name. And I just was like, how could a soccer crest be so simple and so um, beautiful and so effective? Um, and this was probably between like maybe 10 to 12 years old when my family was living in London. So I had a lot more exposure to some of the European clubs. Um, and uh, I, I, a lot of the club, a lot of the clubs in England had really ornate crests at the time. Like I supported, Ar I support Arsenal, unfortunately. I'm sorry um, to hear it, me too. And buddy. that was, yeah, yeah. And that was before they rebranded to kind of a modern Canon crest and they had this super ornate, super heraldic looking crest. Um, and then when I first saw that Roma crest, I was like, wow, it could be this simple. Like, oh, amazing. Yeah. 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 And you, and just, I mean, just to fire off some of you, know, speaking of gunners, just to fire off some of uh, <laughs> the badges that you have, uh, he's a pro, he's a designed pro <laughs> and been a part of obviously the NYCFC crest. You were uh, a part of that. Uh, the Oakland roots, I'm not wearing the actual crest, but that you, you've involved in that. Um, uh, I mean, so, names, uh, just some of the uh, racing Tulsa. Louisville, uh, what, uh, Tacoma right now, Tacoma, uh, uh FC Tulsa, uh, Tulsa, uh, Charleston uh, Battery, LAFC, LAFC, yeah, yep. yep, and hopefully got a few more coming down the pipe. Okay, and uh, and this is what I'm I'm curious about. Not even the design process in itself, but the the one thing that's interesting, like for comedians in in writers' rooms, we always have to like break down. What does this joke mean? How, what the, what are we trying to say? What are we trying to do? And there there can be like some fun. Uh, back and forth when it comes to building uh, that that final product, that final joke, is is it fun to start from the ground up to build a crest? It, whether you're working with a team, whether you where you're by yourself and in your own head, is that beginning part? Those beginning stages are they actually exciting or are they frustrating until you get to like you know stage two or stage three? The funny thing about designing football crests is usually they're so simple and you don't know when you're going to have that kind of eureka moment of, oh, this is how this is going to look. Like that could come within the first three hours of getting the creative brief and that could come like six months later. Um, so is it fun? Uh, I wouldn't, wouldn't describe it as fun. <laughs> I think uh, it's a process and you have to be very patient. And sometimes you're up at three in the morning, like with just the sketchbook. Um, yeah. And sometimes it comes quickly and sometimes it doesn't. It seems but. like, and this is what's so interesting. It's like the parallels between designing a crest from the from the ground up and writing a joke from the ground up aren't too dissimilar. I mean, what we get paid for each very different, but <laughs> <laughs> dramatically different. And, and, hey, you don't know that. <laughs> I can guess, um, but uh, but when you're doing it, 
like at what do you ever just get frustrated? You're like, I don't know, man, just put an acronym on there somewhere <laughs> in a circle. Like, do, do you ever get like, is there like a moment where you're like, you just can't connect? I think you just have to keep digging until you find that connection. Or that's, that's my, that's my approach anyway, is just keep turning over stones until you find the right one. Um, yeah, you just, you never know when that moment's going to come. <laughs> the other thing that I, I don't wonder if this happens when you guys write jokes is you're up late writing jokes and you have one and you're like, this is the best joke ever. Like this joke is going to make me famous. And then you like uh -huh. go to sleep and you wake up and you're like, this joke is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> this joke is not funny at all. That happens yeah. to me all the time, especially early on. I'll be sketching and I'll be like, this is it. I just designed the greatest stock across of all time. And then I'll wake up and I'll be like, this is complete garbage. This makes yeah, no yeah. sense. This is, this a, is a dick with a circle around it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what what exactly. did I dream of? What is oh, crazy? No. Yeah. I got to stop eating spicy food. <laughs> right. And uh, Matthew, we have to uh, we have to talk about it. The 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 fame, the incredible, the famous uh, Nigeria kit from the from the World Cup uh, in, in 2018. The uh, I mean, this. This kit, you know, obviously just a tremendous, just one of the most popular, one of the most like, it felt like the way people are trying to get a PS5 now is how people <laughs> were trying to get this Nigeria kit. If people yeah. lost their minds, you were obviously uh, involved in, in that design process uh, as well. Um, what was the, did you expect this impact? Did you expect it to be this um I mean, look, I guess you, you, nobody ever expected anything, right? I, I'm not going to, I'm going to assume the answer is no, but the, what was your response to how much people loved this kit and the fact that you got to be a part of that? Yeah, it was uh, amazing to be a part of that process. And obviously I was not the only person involved. Nike yeah. is a massive machine with many, many very talented parts. Um, but uh, when we finished designing it, which by the way, was like probably two years or at least 18 months in advance of the World Cup. Wow. Um, I, I was kind of like, people are probably going to either love this or hate this, but nowhere in between. And kind of in between the time that I finished designing it and when it came out, Nigeria really started to have a moment in the arts and culture, film, like literature. So it was kind of the perfect timing for it. And on top of that, it was coming off the back of quite a lot of um, plain football kits. Like yeah. the Nike kits coming out of 2016 were mostly plain and they didn't have kind of the bold, expressive graphics that we had in the uh, Nigeria collection. So it was like, you know, a bunch of factors came together um, and made it a, a big success. So it was awesome to be a part of. And, I'll always support Nigeria. I, I now I feel Nigerian. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I thought you were this whole time. Uh, <laughs> when, when you look at like I, I we talked in, in in like in private once, and I said like, dude, you designed something for a sport that broke through to like the streetwear hype beast, just fashion world. Couldn't have been your plan. But I mean, do you sit back and you're like, yo, I'm charging triple now, you know, <laughs> like you got to you this. And I know you were a part of the process. I'm not saying it was solely you, but like there's got to be like a like a strange sense of pride or you're like, is it do you question how can I catch this lightning in a bottle again? You know? Yeah. And I, I always thought that there was kind of a missed opportunity between soccer and the streets or soccer and fashion. Um, 
And then after that, we did the PSG Jordan and that added kind of basketball into the equation. Um, I don't think there's any reason that skate, soccer, basketball need to be segmented. I think having kind of fluidity between them, um, kind of like, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. I think that, and kids these days don't have single interests. You know, I think maybe when I was growing up, I was like solely focused on soccer and wasn't paying attention to much of what else was going on. But now I think kids see themselves as basketball slash soccer slash gamer slash skaters. Um, so to be able to produce garments that um, kind of tick all those boxes just made sense at the time. And I think is even more uh, relevant now. Yeah, I, I mean, you, with the with the Nigeria kit in, in particular, there there was almost this. Um, I I think the impact on it, even on a like from a racial uh, perspective as well, because they were like, there was something to, like you would see like groups of white dudes rocking Nigeria kits, like, yo, we out here. And there's, there's a little bit of like, it like, at first it's, it's like jarring, but the, the, the level of interest and respect for, you know, there were probably a lot of people that didn't know anything about the Nigerian soccer team, but then they see this kit and they, they wear it and they're like, yo, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be paying attention to them a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And I think anytime you can create a kit that goes beyond just the soccer world, um, it's going to be a successful that's, that was, and that was kind of the goal. And I try to take that approach to, uh, crests I'm designing too, is have them appeal to non soccer fans. So yeah. like an example, similar example would be, uh, LAFC. And when we did the LAFC crest, I wanted to have that LA be able to be extracted from the crest and put on merchandise, primarily that cap. Like we decided early on in the process, we wanted to put out a cap that could rival the Dodger cap. Uh, mm -hmm. that you could buy or wear, uh, regardless of if you knew that it was associated with the soccer team. Um, and then that could be a pretty potent gateway drug to like a soccer addiction. Um, so that's yeah. kind of my approach in, in a lot of my projects. Yeah. You're Alexis. You remember that, 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 that guy that you bumped into in LA that you, it wasn't a UPS driver that, that made his hat brown and it was the LA. So I was, I was, uh, apartment sitting in my buddy's place. And I'm walking his dog, which I don't know how to do. And I'm very frustrated, right? I'm not a pet person. And I see a UPS guy with a brown LAFC hat. And I was like, where'd you get a brown LAFC hat? And he's like, you know what this is? And I was like, yeah. He goes, I made it myself because they don't make a brown one. And I wanted to wear it so it fits my uniform. <laughs> so I took photos of the guy. I was like posting all about it. Max Bredos, who works for LAFC at the time. I don't know if he still does, but he shared it. LAFC people started sharing it. Then the guy got in trouble because apparently it's still not his uniform. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they put him on blast. Oops. <laughs> but it looked dope, though. It, it was dope, fire. Though. He was like, who are you? And I'm like, I kind of got a lot of followers in this world. I'm like, I do this thing called the Cooligans. He's like, I know what that is. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to post it. He's like, Okay, I'm like, you sure? And he's like, yeah. So okay. look at that. You changed even a dude made forced his what you're doing into his work. You know? Um, yeah, one time I got on an airplane and I sat down next to a woman wearing an LAFC cap and I was like, Oh, LAFC. And she was like, What? And I was like, <laughs> LAFC, you support him? And she was like, What are you talking about? And I was like, Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> You're wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> no, she just thought it was like a LA hat, which is, I guess, fine. Yeah, Unless yeah. 
unless you're like doing revenue at LAFC and then you're like, oh shit, we did <laughs> change our messaging. <laughs> the, uh, so but Matt, we have, uh, uh, we got so many questions from uh, fans. People are huge fans of you. Uh, we got fans for, uh, you know, questions from Gully Squad, uh, which is our supporters group. And and I mean, there's almost too many to go through. I'm going to try to uh, pick uh, a few of the ones that uh, I, I find uh, at least the most intriguing. Uh, one we got to start for- with Laura McCoy's comment. It's not really a question. She no. says, does he want to send Gully Squad any alone? gifts. Yeah, so I imagine you have a lot, lots of cool swag that you can uh, give away to our fans. They'll be more than willing to accept. That's the main point. I'll uh, dip into my sample closet. <laughs> see what I can find. Yo, that sample closet must be crazy, though. It must right? be there's, amazing. There's some weird shit in there, for sure. And they're like, what is that, a bootleg kit? And you're like, if you only knew, my G. <laughs> and she also mentioned, she said, Lura also said, she said, no real question, but pass along my admiration on that amazing Nigeria kit. All right, so uh, yeah, I mentioned much. that. Uh, but Sean Forsyth, Forsyth, he says, uh, obviously every client and design brief is different. But uh, are there any considerations, changes to your process when you make a design when you're designing a badge for a new team versus a redesign? Yeah, absolutely. For redesign, it's great because you can just take some of the elements that are working well and retain them, um, and then scrap what's not working so well. But for an expansion club or a new club or a full refresh, you're starting from scratch, which is um, exciting and exhilarating, but it's also a lot more work because you have to craft the story behind the crest and figure out what that element or elements is going to be in the mark. So totally different approaches. Obviously, the execution is still, you know, sketchbook and an illustrator but yeah. the process together is very different okay. we're here with matthew wolf uh impresario i don't know <laughs> i don't even know what that word means i hope i'm using it correctly to be honest Pretty with you sure. <laughs> it is wildly incorrect but go all ahead. right perfect well he's a he's a, a designer extraordinaire yeah all right? uh <laughs> i don't know what impresario means uh <laughs> when when I, here, look, we got a lot of questions from Gully Squad, and we're going to get to them. But I did have a question that just popped in my mind. Um, when you look at soccer design in general, right? One of the things that I love about a soccer kit is that out of all sports, it is the only one I think you could actually wear casually, right? And and you can't really wear like an NFL jersey. It's like you look like you're just going to go party with your friends. A soccer jersey kind of fits. A lot of them kind of almost look like polo shirts and whatnot. But when you look at some of the designs around it, in particular, they can't seem to figure out how to get soccer boots or cleats to become streetwear sneakers, right? Basketball had that figured out from the get. And also, soccer players' personal logos are 99.9% basura. It is just garbage. <laughs> what is going on? Is is there is there something there? Is it because the player themselves, and these dudes wear D-squared, so you know they ain't got no fashion sense. <laughs> is it their fault? Are they the ones picking those designs? And what do you think is going to take to get the, the sneakers to be, or like the shoes to become sneakers that are acceptable socially and not just those weird Euro dudes? You know what I mean? That wear them. Oh, we know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, the athlete logos is a really interesting one that there aren't that many really good athlete logos. Like the one that comes to mind for me is Derek Rose. 
where it's like a D and a one and a rose. Yeah. Amazing. I think uh, a designer out of D to say that's so, so good. Um, obviously, Jumpman comes to mind. That's like a Jumpman is classic, but the LeBron yeah. one's garbage. I don't know. I hope you didn't work on this one. But Messi, <laughs> Messi is absolute <laughs> horrific. It looks like a startup that never took off. It just, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, I can't, I've never... I've never done an athlete. Actually, that's not true. I did a few basketball players uh, when I was at Nike. Um, but uh, there is a huge opportunity there. And, um, you know, these players are not just players anymore. They're like brands that have many things going on outside the lines. Um, so, man, maybe that's the next frontier is getting into the athlete logos. Um, as you said, the, the bar is kind of low right now. Yeah. Uh, okay. So... So maybe yeah, I have a shot at this. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you take a crack? Why don't you take a crack at it? Um, and then, yeah, I've always, yeah, I totally agree with you. I think um, soccer kits are the easiest to pull off for the range of body types that there are. Um, I have some like basketball jerseys, and they're just sitting in my closet, and I'm like, will I ever wear that? <laughs> I don't want like people looking at my shoulders arms. like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, like yeah, skinny ass, skinny ass forearms, uh, <laughs> upper arms, um, and yeah, football American pigskin football jerseys. You just look like you're going to like a, a bar on Sunday. That's like the only time you'd wear that. And then hockey sweaters. I guess you can pull off in certain regions of the country, certain times of year. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised that the uh, the indoor soccer shoe or like the the, the flat sole cleat like hasn't really taken off in in the streets. Um, and again, I think it depends on where you are. Like in Europe, it's pretty popular. Um, but I guess all the more reason we should just push all our chips in the middle for football kits rather than football boots or sneakers. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Look, but we have until 2026 to make, uh, you know, when the World Cup is here, everybody's going to be yeah. getting on, on the on the trend uh, on the on the Mad Euro sneakers. <laughs> yeah. The uh, okay. So we uh, a bunch of questions. Let's see. Look, I, I'm I'm look. Our, our friends, they you know, they they can be kind of messy. Not like Lionel. Uh, the, yeah. We have a, some. This is a good one. Emily Gerdes. She asks, "What's your favorite design you've ever you've ever done?" And Felix Palau asked, what's the worst kit you've ever worked on? Name names. I don't think you... <laughs> hey, name names is in caps. <laughs> so like, you don't have to answer that. But uh, yeah, those are, those are the questions. I'm putting it out there. So favorite crest I've designed. Is it crest? Yeah. Favorite, yeah. Crest. favorite design. Favorite design in general. Favorite design. So this is going to sound like a, a dodge of the question, but genuinely, I don't have any favorites. And um, they're all like my children. I love yeah. them equally. Um, and I think that the, the, the process, how fun the process was or like how, uh, engaging the client or the club was, or how many rounds of bourbon they bought me will definitely <laughs> impact, uh, my perception of the process or like my perception of the final product. But, um, yeah, I don't have any that I'm like deeply ashamed of yet. Um, I'm sure there'll be, I'm sure time, there'll Matthew. be a couple of whiffs there. Uh, Wait until biggest... we get enough money to ask you to design the Cooligans <laughs> next logo. Then you'll be like, oh, this is embarrassing. Yeah. My biggest fear is that um, put something out and then there will be some like accusation of uh, plagiarism or like okay. you stole my art, you stole this IP from like this random thing that I never saw on the internet. So like the night before 
uh, a crest drop, I'm always a little sleepless thinking like, man, I hope the lawyers did a good job like scraping the internet. <laughs> there's just so many logos out there. Like everything has a logo. Um, yeah. uh, what soccer crest sports team or not. Like if you're doing like when, before LA came out, I was like, man, someone must've thought of this arrangement of the two letters LA. Like I really hope, that, <laughs> I really hope this doesn't come back and blow up in my face. Did you catch uh, heat for the wing and the angels? No, luckily not. Um, at least I didn't hear about it. Um, I think it was just different enough. The angle was different enough, but yeah. it is it is a weird one, right? Like um, IP lawyers on both sides would obviously argue different things, and neither of them is necessarily right or wrong. It's just right. like it's very subjective. And and how do nice. you handle? Um, the look i mean when when a crest is put out i mean not only i mean it's not just the design process it's not just it's it is the there's so many people involved there are so many fans how do you handle the the like probably you know week long like all the attention is on you what you did what you were a part of i'm sure people are tweeting at you whether they like it whether they hate it how are how do you handle that level of criticism and praise at once well, it's weird. Like we, we were talking about earlier, that's like not really why I got into this game. Like I didn't really, I still don't really want to be like the face of any of this. It's like really not about me. I can't stress that enough. Uh, it's about the club and the supporters and the community and and whatever. Well, you and I but, are so different, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, so it, it is a lot of pressure. And like when they come out, I try to just kind of turn off the social media and go you know, be Zen as Zen as possible. Yeah. But yeah, you like, it's hard to avoid. Are like you people like, are texting you and calling. Like LeBron in the playoffs are like, I'm going dark. I'm not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is I gotta just zone out and focus on my work. hundred percent on this. <laughs> yeah. I mean I think it's my um my little brother was actually in a movie in um like twenty ten. It was called A Serious Man. And That's a great um, movie. Yeah. Coen Brothers, movie. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He plays yeah. the main character's son. Oh, that's amazing. And oh, dope. Right after the movie dropped, he started to read, and he was probably 15, maybe 14, 15 at the time. He started to read the reviews of his performance. Oh. And it, it really shook him. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's like a kid going into his freshman year of high school. And uh, I remember my mother telling him, like, the only thing that's more sad than writing a comment on social media is reading the comments on social media. So I try to keep uh, my mother's words in my mind when, you know, the haters are coming out uh, telling me that I fucked up their crest. Am I allowed to curse on here? It's you are good. now. No, yeah, you are. <laughs> Tell them that I really yeah, screwed up you, their crest. So. You, got your, you take care of your brother. Fuck <laughs> yeah. all the haters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess the point is I, I try not to read too much of uh, uh, the, the comments. Um, that come that come after after okay. the drops. No, that's I mean, why look, I just don't it, read at all. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> yeah. Look, you're you're helping uh, social media and Twitter continue to to exist because without you putting out some content, we would have nothing to argue with each other about. Okay? <laughs> Go to Matthew Wolf dot uh, Matthew Wolf Design dot com or is it Matthew Wolf dot com? Matthew Wolf dot com. com. Two Fs. Oh, two Fs. Yes, and and that leads me yeah. to uh, the qu a question from MJ Lee. She said, "How often do people spell your name right?" 
Or is it usually very rarely, <laughs> very, very rarely. Yeah. I have to check my contacts in my cell phone. Cause I think I put that in there with one F <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, and this is, I'm, I'm interested about this. There's a couple questions. We got a question from Dennis Higgins, uh, who asked, how do you get that job? Meaning about, uh, designing soccer kits. He's like, do you, do you go to soccer kit fashion school or something like that? I like is, how he asked it too. How'd you get that job? Like he's at a deli. <laughs> hey, how'd you hey, get that how'd job? You get, how'd you get behind that counter? Is what it is regular that? design school? Is it like a special <laughs> soccer kit design place you went to? Huh? Is, is, um, uh, the the, the uh, like I, I guess the uh, the simpler question is how did you get your start? Good question. So I've always been a soccer player my whole life. Played throughout college. Um, what position? Right wing. Okay. There you like go. Kind of like a Ray Parlor Theo Walcott vibe. Okay. Very nice. Yeah, the, the yeah. you know Everton's best player, Theo Walcott, who was there for <laughs> a year and a half. I think that's his official title. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then after uh, my playing days were uh, were over, I went to art school. So yes, there was some art school in there. I went to Parsons New School for Design in Manhattan, oh, and um, I didn't. I had the same question when I, I was like, "How do I do that?" that for a living is that even possible like that sounds so fun like that would be not working a day in my life as they say <laughs> uh oh, so it's a whole I, lot of work yeah yeah but um i just started basically at the lowest possible level at the amateur my own sunday league teams like emailing my college saying yo can i redesign the sports logo mm -hmm. Hitt hitting up my high school saying can i do soccer kits for you like most of them said no but then you'll start to eventually find um, like a maybe NPSL or like USL League Two club or a Sunday League side in your area that'll uh, be like, oh, yeah, you want to do our crest? Yeah, that's fine. Um, we have no money. So the first <laughs> bunch are like for peanuts or free. But slowly but surely, you start to build a resume, start to build a portfolio. Um, and then, you know, hopefully yeah, yeah. keep it going. Yeah, you were in the Parsons U20 system, and it, right. it, all, it all worked out. Exactly. Parsons till I die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there is there a, is there a, anything, whether it's a – I'm interested more in badge, but really anything that you look at, whether it's in the world of soccer or not, where you're like, I should leave my business card because somebody here needs my help. Is there something <laughs> like – even just big, is there something – that you look at and you're like, yo, this needs the wolf touch. Yo, I need to take a bite out of this design. I don't know what you would say. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to growl at this thing. I don't know. Howl, I guess, is probably more like it. Um, no, I think that the um, one industry that's obviously booming right now is gaming. Personally, I'm not much of a gamer, um, but I know that there's like a huge opportunity there and there's like new teams and new games and um i've recently done one for like a call of duty team called la thieves um and that was a pretty fun one and i think that there will be more and more opportunity there um and then alexis like you said i think the the player logos 
you got my mind, you got my wheels spinning now. I can leave some business cards with some agents. Say, let me do some of these. Let me do some of these player logos. That could be a cool one. All right. I'll take my 1%. I'm very inexpensive. (laughs) Okay. Reasonable fee. Hey, look, Uh, I know you're just starting out in that field. So if you want, and I don't play anything, but if you want to do my logo, uh, I got peanuts. I can send you some peanuts. Okay. I hope you're not allergic. Uh, (laughs) The the one thing I also wanted to make sure to talk about, Louisville City, you you, uh, designed their crest, but they did a really cool thing uh, and they made a, uh, like a, a, uh, a Pulp Fiction uh, parody. They did a sketch about calling the wolf. It's a very big scene in in Pulp Fiction. It was one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, what when you when you saw that? And again, and I know you don't want to be the face of the thing, but you are, right? People are really excited about uh, your work. But the fact that a, a club did that kind of for you, uh, what did that uh, what did that mean to you? So before they even did this, I have a buddy that works at LAFC. And whenever I do a new crest, he always sends me the clip of yeah. sending the wolf. Or you, how does it go? You hit you, uh, you called in the wolf? You called in the wolf, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when the president of Louisville City told me that they were going to do that, I thought that was pretty hilarious. So uh, <laughs> that, that was good. That was All good. right. Thank you again uh, to our guest, designer Matthew Wolf, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, I, I think, look, I, we, we learned a lot. Uh, we got to see a peek behind the curtain of what your brain is like, uh, which is right? really that is the most exciting. We got part. a peek inside the solid state drive. You know? <laughs> okay. No moving parts. <laughs> uh, Matt, is there anything you want to let people know about before we sign off? Yeah. So uh, some friends and I are uh, working on launching a lower division club in Vermont called Vermont Green FC with a a focus on environmental sustainability. So that's all I can say on that for now. But uh, hopefully in 2021, we'll have more on that. Are you gonna have like? Are you gonna hire like an agency to design the logo and stuff? Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. You want to give two young comedians, two upstart comedian designers, a chance? Yeah. I'll send you guys your paintbrushes and your crayons. Uh, yeah. oh, okay, so. we're, we're gonna have to try to color within the lines. That's gonna be yeah. the hard part. Uh, Alexis, where are your crayons? Oh, I wasn't supposed to eat them. <laughs> uh, okay, and make sure you follow uh, uh, Matthew on on social media as well. Um, at Matt Wolf, uh, is that correct? Wolf Matt. Wolf Matt. Wolf, Wolf Matt. Matt. All right, cool. So yeah. make sure uh, you give him a follow uh, and support uh, his work. Check out his website as well. Uh, all right, make sure you follow at uh, Soccer Cooligans as well, at Fubo Sports, and subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the program. Uh, all right, let us end the show the way we normally do, as is tradition. So uh, for Matthew Wolf, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The, the Cooligans! Cooligans!